the 508th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time, your home for the lowest priced last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code SGPN for $20 off. Russell Brunson by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog's Pick'em for a chance to win 100 times your entry. Promo code SGPN at UnderdogFantasy.com will get you a 100% deposit match. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Heidi Ho, DeGenerinos, welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 508. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. My co-host, I'm going to introduce right away because he promises to dedicate this episode to someone and he didn't tell me who it's going out to, so oh, I'm going yeah. to make him do it. Gumby uh, Breland, hello. Who is this episode going sh- out to? Shout out to longtime listener, first time Discorder, uh, Boiler Mike, who was in the Boiler Discord. Mike. Boiler Mike. Uh, I better have gotten that right. I wrote it down originally, and now I'm just doing off of Yeah, it was Boiler Mike. I got it right. Yeah, he popped in the Discord for the first time yesterday, was watching the fights with us, uh, and said he had been listening for a long time. I don't know how long a long time is. Sometimes a long time is one of our episodes, uh, but uh, especially if it's a recap episode. Um, but shout out Boiler Mike. Shout out Boiler Mike. Isn't that um, a Purdue thing? They're the Boiler, I mean, they're makers, the boiler right? makers. I don't know. Prob- probably. Is he Indiana? Mike, are you from Indiana? Let us know. Or like you, you know work- where? I like how you know where Purdue University I know. is. Which I'm going right. to say... Uh, 70% of college basketball fans don't. Um, yep. I bet. Um, do you know? I, I could name any. Well, like all our universities say, like, University <laughs> of even, Toronto. I think you know yeah. where that is. But, <laughs> we don't, we uh, don't even know what most of your province's names are. It's true. <laughs> it's true. My son, uh, my 13 year old name, just the other day, just named every state just off the top of his head. Boom. Like, without, without taking a break. I'm like, holy geez. Yeah. And you guys only Americans, have like two of them and we still I know. don't know what they are. Americans do not know. Uh, I, I, most Americans probably can't name off uh, the States like, the, as fast as he was doing it. So there you go. I guess that's what they teach us in school. You Americans take over. Um, what we're going to teach you today is LFA and boy, LFA, we always talk about, it's not really a humble brag because we are thankful that uh, people enjoy our stuff, but yeah, people love our LFA coverage. It seems so they're, uh, they're finding our LFA videos. Uh, they're finding our UFC shorts when they're searching for canned tuna recipes. So we're doing something right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> this is a good LFA card too. You know, you don't usually get two title fights on an LFA card. Um, both of these are for vacant LFA titles, uh, which is, you know, sometimes, uh, a good thing sometimes it's a bad thing but in this case i think you got four contenders all with like you know big show potential and then down card we're going to be talking about some people today that i'm quite hyped on too so uh it should be an interesting one and it's going down in at the seneca niagara event center the uh lf last lfa event here gumby took his wife there for a romantic anniversary <laughs> to see fights but she's into that so it's it's good yeah she, she was she was she was cool with that so <laughs> Maybe before we jump into that, not not your anniversary, but jump into um, the event. Maybe you want to brag. You, is there anything to brag about from your regional picks from this past? No, uh, KSW's, KSW's card got torn up. Uh, so it only yeah. wound up being three fights that we did picks for. The co-main event fell off. 
Uh, and they stole one of the earlier fights opponents to fill in the co-main event slot. So we lost two fights when we were going to lose one. Uh, messed up my main event pick, wound up going only one and two. Not the best week, but also when you only have three picks, it's not like a, a devastating weekend when you go one and two. Yeah, so you're still doing quite well. Uh, yeah, still up like 11 units, I think I saw uh, when I opened my spreadsheet last you want to be up 11 units as well then this is the episode for you because we're going to cover lfa 177 as we said um yeah let's just jump into it instead of saying yeah and ums and pauses let's just get into this uh lfa 177 is going down as i told you from the seneca niagara event center niagara falls new york you go into this one gumby i'm not sadly i kind of had plans to but then uh those plans fell through so uh no we're, we're not gonna not gonna make this one all right uh that's where it's taking place uh you won't see gumby there lfa 177 smith versus mega madoff this friday is when it's happening at 9 p.m eastern you can watch it on ufc fight pass which makes it nice and convenient don't have to uh go to shady websites or, or search and stuff for it and it's also nice that we have a a um poster child for canada in the co-made event as well as you if you listen to top turtle last week and heard shannon clark being interviewed yeah she's very Canadian. So she's um, the most Canadian Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Even more than those hockey gambling podcast guys, uh, Joel and, uh, and Talon, they're very Canadian as well, but maybe on the other end of uh, the extreme uh, Canadian, um, this one's super polite Canadian. They're, they're kind of the other end. Uh, so anyhow, it gets rowdy in the hockey gambling podcast. If you haven't listened, make sure you listen to it. If you like rowdiness. Um, so you said a good fight card. Any, uh, we're going to cover the top five fights of the night. Anything outside of that? worth mentioning or people worth keeping an eye on um let me pull up the fight card because i don't have it right in front of me right now but there's definitely okay. got to be somebody who i'm hyped on down on the card glad you're prepared um, very good um well no i i didn't prepare <laughs> down, I didn't prepare down card i prepared for the card um maybe there isn't i mean i guess liam anderson's kind of a good prospect but they're putting up against somebody he should maul so uh yeah sometimes i don't love those fights so much but now the the main card's got a bunch of them on there. Uh, I, I will say we're not breaking down. We're breaking down the whole main card with the exception of Joe Taylor, who we're not breaking down. Right. Uh, the reason we're not breaking that one down, he, he's kind of a beast. He's a kickboxer with like a slew of kickboxing experience. He also beat, um, uh, you know, Big Tuna, Ben Parrish. He beat Ben Parrish. Yeah. In his fight. So like he's a legit prospect and they found him some like five and oh or five and five regional Brazilian uh, coming off of a loss. Uh, in his last fight and who's lost three of his last six uh they, they found him some guy who's just gonna take his beating and has been fighting like fights that uh capology won't accept anymore <laughs> yeah like, we're not bringing down that fight but you can you can like him too <laughs> yeah take your beating son um yeah so this uh that is the the undercard but the main card if gummy's not super impressed with the undercard then the five fights we're gonna be covering must be epic fights we shall see not, not KSW Epic, which is also happening this week, but no, LFA Epic. Uh, let's kick things off with 170 pounds, I believe, is what we're starting off with. A welterweight, that would be three five-minute rounds. Igor Kostyuchenko from the Ukraine versus James Wallace from the United States of America. Uh, no odds for this as of recording, correct? I didn't find any, at least. Correct. I've got my uh, my Gumby lines here. so you can The Gumby lines. One of those. And if he's if he's correct, that's good. If he's not correct, maybe even better. Because um, if if he thinks someone's going to be say a big favorite and they end up coming up in as a dog, then yeah, you got some value there. All right, let's tell you about Wallace. 
Of course, his nickname is Jesse, right? Jesse that makes perfect Wallace. sense. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jesse is the nickname. Um, he is 10 and four, two knockouts, seven submissions. He's been submitted one time, so he's pretty durable. He owes us to be finished or something like that. One on LFA. However, he's only one and two over his last three. However, again, he won his last fight. However, again, oh my God, this is the how, however episode. He has not fought since August of 2022. He went one to a Bellator, oh, one in contender series. Put you on the spot, Gumby. Who did you lose to? Uh, Joe Selecki. There you go. Good job. You remember. 20, uh, 2018 or 2019. Yeah, it was a little while ago. Uh, regional champion for Mr. Wallace. Used to fight at featherweight and lightweight. Oh, one is a pro grappler. No odds. Kostyachenko. Hey, I said it better that time. 4 0, one knockout, two submissions. This is his LFA debut. He's won three straight fights via finish. However, he's not fought since June of 2022. He's fought at middleweight, six years younger than Wallace. Break her down. So, first of all, if you uh, look on YouTube for an Igor Kostyachenko fight, the first things that come up when you search for Igor Kostyachenko uh, MMA on YouTube are actually him getting carjacked and then holding oh, no. on holding on to the car for an absurdly a long period of time oh, afterwards. Geez. Um, and then he, he doesn't succeed. The car goes away. And uh, one of the videos said at the time of this video dropping, they've still not recovered the car or the, the culprit. Oh dear. Um, which is kind of uh, unfortunate for Kostyachenko. Uh, then you can actually see some of his fights, which obviously makes <laughs> handicapping him a little bit easier than just knowing he's a guy who gets carjacked. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not not quite the best resume. No, no. But but Kostichenko is he's a legit prospect. So he's a foreigner Ukrainian guy who um, he's got like pretty standard striking for a guy who you might be foreigner. Nothing really to write home about, but like a nice simple one two that works really well. He's light enough on his feet. He's not super heavy or leaning or doing any of the things that are like you know red flags. He's he's a little bit more of a predictable striker than he is anything else, but like nothing that is like alarming for a guy who's only four. No uh, Wallace, uh, you know, I, I, I think he's got, he's got some things he does really well, but one of them is not defend the takedown. Uh, and Kostyachenko is a really good wrestler. Cause as I mentioned, he might be a simple striker, uh, <laughs> but he gets in on those legs and he finishes the takedown. See, he started with a single early, that he like ankle picked into a takedown in one of the fights I was watching. And then in a later on in the fight, he switched to a double leg and finished that too. So like, he's got all the things you would want out of a wrestler. Wallace in his last fight, he fought a guy who uh, I want to say he was like four and four or something like that. Somebody who was not super terribly impressive. Uh, and that guy just pressed him against the cage for the bulk of the first round. Um, and, and eventually weirdly, James Wallace hit a head and arm throw. Uh, as Whoa. if he was a, as is he if a he girl was, or something? As, as if he was a woman strawweight <laughs> fighter uh, who's trying to make it to the, uh, the <laughs> UFC. But like he hit the head and arm throw. It kind of worked. He sort of had his back taken as everybody does in a head and arm throw situation. But like if that's what he falls back on, I don't trust him against Kostachenko. He's good on the feet, maybe a little bit better technically, but probably a touch slower than Kostachenko. Plus anything he throws with his legs, he's going to get taken down. So, uh, my guess here, Kostuchenko, negative 300, anything south of that, there's definitely value on him. Uh, you know, like I, if it's lined properly, it should be Kostuchenko, negative 300. But if you get him in the twos or God forbid, if you get him in the ones, there's definitely uh, plenty of value to be had there. Head and arm throw with you, some kind of girl. <laughs> Anyhow, you fight like a girl. He fights like a girl, <laughs> like the expression. Um, all right. 
let's tell you about game time, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing to do about fighting. Well, actually, you can buy tickets to fights at game time because you can buy tickets to anything you want on game time, even if it's last minute. They're actually the Excel in the last minute. They're the place for last minute ticket deals, and they're the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. I was doing that when I was checking Neil Young tickets, seeing how much like three hundred dollar general mission wand tickets would uh would uh would get me uh so yeah uh get images like i said buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code sgpn for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code sgpn for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and we're still with our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Of course, Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, college basketball, MMA, they got it all. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100 times with some spicy plays. I'm really putting them on the spot here because the sports world is very quiet. Gumby, do you have anything spicy? I don't think I have anything spicy, so I'll just uh, I'll lead <laughs> okay. you into what's probably going to go down when uh, the yep. UFC Mexico City Okay, good. Uh, pick, pick, show up. I'm going to say the higher than on Brian Ortega's takedowns. Uh, I have to imagine they're probably going to put that right around one and a half or two. And I think he's going to get more than that. He'll probably survive a little longer than he did against Yaya Rodriguez. And Rodriguez isn't, I don't think, going to be all that bummed about going to the mat. So, yeah, give me yeah. Brian Ortega's higher than on his takedowns. I don't always approve, but I approve this time with Gumby's pick. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, oh, sorry, MMA SGPN, we'll tell you why in a second. Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code MMA SGPN. And the reason why you want to use that code, if you go in the Discord and you send Gumby a screenshot of you signing up with MMA SGPN, um, as long as supplies last, we can get you some underdog fantasy swag. No one, no one uh, will turn down free clothing. So there you go. Make sure you do that. All right. Back to LFA. We are going up, 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 up. Not way up the car, but way up the weight classes to heavyweight. Regional heavyweights should be fun. Cameron Kinzig, USA. Denzel Freeman, USA. Heavyweights. Chunky or non-chunky fight, Gumby? Non-chunky. Oh, the bad. Well, actually, no. The, I always want my my pro athletes to be in shape, so that's fine. We joke, uh, but wanting chunky guys, but no, I would rather see stud athletes go at it. So let's start with Freeman. He's Batman. This must be some version of Batman I'm not familiar with. I think it comes from his. Uh, I want to say it comes from his nickname when he was in the WWE developmental system. Oh, so he was. I didn't know he was in there. Yeah, he was in the WWE developmental system, and I think he had a name that kind of like resembled Bruce Wayne, or or maybe okay, a name yeah. that resembled something. But he was also, I, I think we broke him down when he was on PFL Challengers too. He was uh, Omega Batman for a little while too. Ah, oh, interesting. Remember Omega? Yeah. You remember Omega Batman? Nope, no, I don't. Gumby. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing along with you here, though. Okay. No, I don't uh, remember Omega Batman. Um, but yeah, I, I only the only, like. What I was alluding to, the only, the only Batman I know is the Bruce Wayne version. I don't know a Denzel Freeman version of Batman. So, anyhow, Gumby actually had uh, my little joke. Gumby actually had some uh, some knowledge to drop on us. So there you go, um, Mr. Batman Freeman, Omega Batman Freeman is four and one with three knockouts. That sounds very funny. Four and one with three knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. This is his LFA debut. He lost his last fight. One and one in PFL. 
0-1 is Pro Grappler. I don't know his WWE Next record. Did he ever appear on WWE Next and I, I think Do he know? was. I, I don't think he was on. I, and I could part. be wrong. I don't think he made it there, but I think he was in the like training center right. kind of deal. Uh, may, maybe he did, and I'm just not a guy who would know anything about that. Um, but I do know he was like in that system. You could ask your brother. He would know. And my brother would know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does your brother know about Kinzig? Probably not, because I don't even know about Kinzig. Gumby will know about Kinzig, though. He's 4-0 with four knockouts. This is his LFA debut as well. So they're picking up a couple of uh, heavyweights here. Uh, four inches taller, two inches reach on Freeman. Tell us about these big boys, Gumby. So my favorite part of bringing down this fight is that both of their last wins were head kick knock or were kick knockouts. I think one was a kick to the body. Right. Um, yeah. And both of them were against the same guy. Oh, <laughs> and, I didn't know that guy. Nice. And that guy's pro career is 0 2 with two knockout losses. Oh, so yeah, they um, haven't fought the best competition then, perhaps. The you know, experience I, competition. The, the thing is, you're, you're right. You know, at this stage, they probably haven't fought too many people here at the, the top rung. But both of these are great prospects. Like, if you told me three years from now that both of these guys would make an appearance on Contender Series, uh, regardless of the outcome of this fight, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Because the first of all, Kinzig is huge. He's six foot six, just like an absolutely big dude. And he uses that range pretty good with like kicks and stuff like that. Um, my, my biggest concern with him is I don't really love his takedown defense. Uh, in his last fight, he got taken down early pretty badly. Uh, or no, it was two fights ago. I don't think I saw the last one. Two fights ago, he got taken down pretty early. Um, then it you it takes him a little bit of time. And then he starts using the things he's supposed to use, like underhooks and, you know, pushing the guy's head down but like the first time he just kind of went down without a struggle and and that's obviously alarming that it takes a little bit of time for it to check in um but like his striking looks good he uses kind of some range he's six foot six which never hurts and for freeman you know i i think he's super athletic uh obviously that's probably part of the reason why he was hired by the wwe he's got the look of like a big athletic heavyweight looking dude yeah. um his head kick is phenomenal uh you know like we we saw it on pfl or uh, challenger series he, he really looked quite good there um he's much faster and uh he has a greco-roman background i'm pretty sure he was team usa for some you know i don't know the levels of it all the time but he was team usa in the greco-roman range for for uh something so I'm going to go with Freeman here. I think he's going to be a dog because he's coming off of that loss. He was on PFL and he's going up against a guy who's way taller um, and has a better looking record. So I I'm going to say probably not a huge dog, like maybe probably like one, plus 165, plus 170, something like that um, because he's coming off that loss. But I'm going to go with him because I think the wrestling will be a lot for Kinzig. I don't think Kinzig's fought anybody who can wrestle like this. And knowing that he's had some issues in the past, you know, going up in talent level of a wrestler, I'll take the uh, the hyper-athletic uh, Greco-Roman guy over the long, lanky uh, 6'6 heavyweight. There you go. You can't um, – what well, we will gladly take, hopefully, an underdog here. Gumby's going with the Omega Batman. All right, we're going back down to welterweights, three, five hundred rounds. Mirif, Mirif Zal Akhtamov. Um, he is from, let me check that flag out again. Uzbekistan. Sorry. I'm not familiar with the flag, uh, versus Diego Bianchi, Bianchini, Diego Bianchini, who is from Brazil. I do know that flag. Uh, as I said, this is three, five minute rounds at welterweight. Bianchini is a Brazilian bad boy. He's eight and one, one knockout, five submissions. Never been finishing a fight. He owes us some finishes. This is his LFA debut. He did lose his last fight. He was a regional champion. He's three years younger than. Oktamov, two inches taller. Oktamov Mirko is his nickname. 
obviously. We got a Jesse and a Mirko for nicknames Gumby. <laughs> we'll, we'll just take a normal first name and we'll make it your nickname. How's that sound? Okay, cool. Uh, Mirko, 6 0 oh, 1. Three knockouts, two submissions. He, so he owes us some rounds. Yes. One known LFA. He's won four straight fights, two straight via knockout or TKO. One no is a pro kickboxer. And that's all I got. So I'm going to say Akhtamov comes in here as a big favorite. Let's say negative 325. We'll go plus 275 return on Biakini. Um, and, and I'm actually going to go with Biakini here. I, I think he's one of those ones who's like worth a big stab on the odds here. Because if you look at Akhtamov, you know, you'll see the last name and it ends in OV. Everybody's going to be like, oh, wrestler, 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 wrestler. But really, like, while he does have a decent bit of wrestling and I've seen him fall back on it when he needs it, he's more the type of guy who just wants to knock you out. And he's got good knockout power, first of all. It should definitely be noted he's got good knockout power. But a lot of it is just, like, a, a one-two, and he throws the same one-two. Well, it's not even a one-two. It's more of an overhand right that finishes the, the combination. It's like a jab and an overhand right. Um, And he throws it excessively, and, and it's, like, in a way that allows him to be hit on the return. And for me, that that's like a huge problem, especially fighting somebody like Biakimi, who like a lot of people probably will not have heard of. Um, but he is an electric striker. This is like a spinning back kick, uh, spinning heel kick to the head kind of guy. Um, lots of movement, very crazy on the feet. He's got really good jujitsu skills. If he does get you down, which is the thing, is like he, he'll go from throwing those spinning back kicks to the head to shooting his own double leg. I don't think he'll take Octomoff down, but the thing is, is if Octomoff gets frustrated with the striking, because he could get frustrated with Biakini being able to like throw wild head kicks and stuff like that, and you know, not being there for that one two that he wants to land. If he's just to take down, I think Biakini could definitely grab a guillotine or possibly submit him. You, you could definitely see something like that happening. So I like Biakini here in a bunch of different ways. I think he'll be the big dog. Um, and then the other thing I just will mention really quickly, despite wrestling and throwing very high energy kicks, the dude has got three round energy. And I don't know why uh, it, it's sort of shocking every single time I've watched him in a third round or a later round. I'm like, how is he not tired yet? But he he doesn't tire like that. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice here. I think Bikini should be a big dog. And if he is, he's definitely worth a swing. He's got some of that Marab, the village village, uh, genetics inside him perhaps yeah <laughs> all right before we finish up lfa let's finish up the ad reads by telling you about hall of fame bets last but not least win bigger by betting Sparta's nba season with hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines research every nba and soccer bet with historical stats and data enter any parlay idea in the hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by the leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay start all players by hit rate to, for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent and data-driven parlays. Does that sound good? Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN. Get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. You went back to the video too soon. People, saw I went back to the video because you did that weird pause. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, did. Now they, now they got to watch Just you read. <laughs> to watch me read and fiddle with my power cord here. Uh, anyhow, uh, let's move on, shall we? Before I more behind the curtain, ex things get exposed of the show. What is next? Gumby, we're skipping Joe Taylor because he's a beast or something. I can't remember what he's, Gumby's he's fighting. A, he's fighting a guy who's five and five. <laughs> he's fighting a can. All right. Co-main event for a title, LFA Flyweight Championship. Shannon Clark from Canada, hooray. Out West versus Tayani Lopez from Brazil. Five, five-minute rounds, flyweight um, fight. 
All right, Lopez, 5-0, one knockout, three submission. This is her LFA debut, walking right into a title fight here. I used to fight at Bantamweight, nine years younger than Clark. Clark is the MMA Barbie, 4-0 and with three knockouts. You didn't ask what her nickname going to be. It wasn't interesting <laughs> think, enough for I you. Think I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, is there an MMA Ken is what I want to know. She, she is married, so maybe she hopefully married, she's yeah. married to MMA, MMA Ken. Um, she's 1-0 LFA, regional champion before that. Used to fight at Bantamweight as well. Three inches taller than Lopez. Not huge uh, amount of things on the resume for me to read off here. But so Gumby, hopefully, will give us some more coloring here. Yeah, so I think Clark's going to come as a slight favorite because she came from LFA, uh, which always helps out. But I don't think by much because Lopez's record does look really good on paper too. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to say like negative 145 on Clark, plus 125 on the return on Diani Lopez. Um, and I'm going to go Clark, not just because she's a guest on my show, but also I went and watched Tayani Lopez's last fight. And then I was immediately reminded, oh, we've broken her down once already. Um, despite the fact that you might look through her record and be like, none of those shows are shows Gumby and Jeff talks about. Um, she was supposed to fight Rain Guerrero on Fury FC. Um, and we broke down that fight on a regional show. And I'm going to say the exact same thing I said about her last fight here because it, it like sparked all kinds of weird memories. Her last fight, she fought somebody's grandmother. Um, I don't know whose grandmother, but it was somebody's Brazilian grandmother <laughs> that she fought in her last fight. The fight starts, and I'm like, who is that old lady in the cage? And why did they why is her... she fighting? She's not and... the ref, she's fighting. Yeah, she's fighting, and she, <laughs> she looks like she's in like cardio kickboxing clothes. Oh, and you're dear. like, how did they let this happen? And then here's the thing. She doesn't get run over by Tyone. <laughs> um, I think I think I looked it up afterwards, and I think the woman was like 44 or something like that. But like, she, it, and she looked a lot older than 44. She was like a Marcus McGee, 44. Um, okay, good. I was gonna say, is that old nowadays? 44? No, but Go she ahead. looked. You, I'm gonna have to pull it up and maybe share it in the Discord because she's like, yeah, she she looked much older. Um, <laughs> but but Tyone Lopez doesn't run her over. Uh, they throw hands for a little bit. Um, grandma seems to land the better of the two, uh, in, in those exchanges. Like she, she actually lands better than Tyone Lopez does in most of those exchanges. Tyone shoots a blast double and she goes right over. Um, she kind of works some top game, but by the end of the round actually winds up on the bottom, uh, in the first round. And then mostly just because she's going for submissions that she doesn't actually have. And that's kind of how I would categorize her ground game. Like she goes for submissions even if it looks like she doesn't get him, because I think she used to get him against bad Brazilian prospects. Um, And now she tries it on everybody, including this grandmother who like laughed at it and pushed her aside. And so in in the second rounds, more of the same, the grandmother comes out, lands a couple of shots. Tiny shoots a takedown, uh, slowly moves her way to Mount and hits a a mounted arm bar. So like that's her last fight in like, if that's how she's going to box, Shannon Clark's going to run through her. And then the other thing is too, is she is not just going to take down Shannon Clark like that. Shannon Clark is so strong. She is like one of the strongest regional flyweights I've seen in a long time. Um, she, she Up against the cage. I mean, she manhandled Naira Rep. And Naira Rep is another very strong regional flyweight. Uh, fights out of, uh, oh, I'm going to get the Vegas gym wrong now. She fights out of one of those Vegas gyms, not Syndicate. Maybe syndicate might have been syndicate. Um, it doesn't matter. Extreme Couture might have been extreme Couture. Might have been syndicate. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm worried. I'm going to say the wrong one. 
Um, but anyway, Nyra Rat. Oh no, it's Factory X. She trains out of Factory X, and that's not in Vegas at all. That's right. No, it's not. Um, so she trains out of Factory X. Nyra Rep, really good prospect. Shannon Clark just put her against the cage and did not let her off of it. So like, if Tiani Lopez shoots the takedowns here, I think she's gonna get stuffed eight hundred times. I think she's gonna wind up in a boxing match that she doesn't want to be in because this isn't somebody's grandmother. This is just a regional MMA fighter with a lot of pro- uh, promise. I think Shannon Clark just bulldozes her. So uh, if you can get these odds anywhere close to even, Shannon Clark's the play here. She's probably not a grandmother, I'm guessing. How old is she? 30, At 31? 31. It, it, prime, prime pet, yeah, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully they don't start that early out west in Canada. All right. Glad glad you're picking the Canadian. All right, let's go to the main event now, shall we? It is for the LFA Interim Welterweight Championship, so you know what I have to ask you. Yeah, uh, Geraldo Neto is a Brazilian champion in that division. He won it on one of the LFA Brazilian cards. I think I actually think he already has a defense booked um, in their next Brazil card, which I want to say is in a month or two. Um, so I think he already has a title fight booked, but I don't think they could get him to the States. And uh, both of these guys are kind of uh, – actually, both of these guys were on the fight card the last time that they fought in Niagara Falls. Both of them, like, worthy challengers probably would have jumped the line on his other challenger. Um, but instead, he's, like, fighting two weeks later in, in Brazil. It's almost like there's going to be an American title and a Brazilian title. Oh, okay. Or this, this is basically a number one contender fight, really, is what it is. But we, we'll watch it anyhow. All right, five five-minute rounds, 170 pounds. Devin Smith, United States of America. Shamid Khan Magomedov from Russia. And as I said, this is five five minute rounds at welterweight. We'll tell you about Magomedov first seven one three knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Two and zero in LFA. He's won four straight fights. He's not lost since May of twenty twenty one, and he's one zero as a pro grappler. Smith is the prodigy. Ten and three, two knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once. One and one in LFA. One and two over his last three. One in his last fight via knockout. Oh one in contender series. Who do you lose to, Gumby? This one um, I don't remember. Brock Weaver. There you go. All right. Yes, I do actually remember seeing that. Uh, Regional champ as well. Go ahead. So this one, the odds should be pretty wide uh, for two reasons. First of all, the fact that Devin Smuth, as you mentioned, has only won one of his last two fights. And it was 51 seconds long. And if you want to go back even further than that, he hasn't fought much recently. A uh, big layoff in between those two losses in his one win. And a lot of people will see that as a weakness. I see it as a strength. Uh, so I hear, I, I think is going to wind up proving people wrong by the fact that he's had this long layoff and seems to have clearly improved because while we only saw him for 51 seconds in his last fight, his striking looked electric. Like he looked so good on the feet. Um, he was moving really well against Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Piersma, who's a, a really good prospect too. He's won a couple of times since that loss. Um, and, and Smythe just absolutely took it to him, backed him right up against the cage, threw a spinning uh, back kick to the head or spinning heel kick and just knocked him clean out. I, I thought he looked really good. And the other thing is too, is Smythe has always had good takedown defense, like, uh, and, and actually good offensive wrestling for that matter too. And that fight with Brock Weaver, he's the one who got most of the takedowns. Uh, he stuffed everything Weaver threw at him. And, you know, Weaver, maybe not the best wrestler, um, but Weaver kind of like outworked him on the feet a little bit. And I don't think you'll see that here from Smythe is because Smythe now is, is now shown that he's gotten a lot better. And for Megamedov, I think you'll probably see his odds super inflated, first of all, by the fact that he, he has a last name like Megamedov. And second of all, by the fact that, you know, like he is coming off of a win against another decent prospect. I want to say he fought somebody from Uzbekistan on that card, and I'm, their name is eluding me right now. Um, 
But if you look at him, like, you know, the big pieces, it seems like he's got almost no striking at all. Um, he stands in front of you, faints three or four times, shoots a takedown. And I think Smythe is going to be too good for that. Like, he's going to move on those feints. Uh, even if he bites on him, he's just going to be further away. It's not like Magomedov uses the feints and the, the ways to get into the wrestling to, like, use any striking. He's actually pretty lame on the feet. So I think Smythe will probably come in massively underdog here, probably – I'm going to say like 350, like negative 400 to plus 350. And again, I like a big roll of the dice here on Smythe. Is it Smythe or Smith? Did I I've say said both. I'm pretty sure I've said both, <laughs> but I think it's Smythe. Yeah. It's, it's got the Y in there. Also, do you know who his godfather is? Uh, No. How would I know that? Uh, I don't know. Cause he corners them every fight and maybe <laughs> oh, okay. you watched one of them. Uh, Rashad, no, Evans. Rashad Evans. Oh, really? Uh, cool. Yeah. He was in the, he was in his corner when I was there last time for LFA and Niagara falls. He was in his corner. Oh no, he wasn't in his corner, but there was like a little JVO tribute to him when he was on contender series and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah Rashad Evans, uh, probably going to be in Niagara falls this weekend. How do they get connected? Is Rashad friends think, with his, his parents think, or something? I think or? Rashad wrestled with his dad, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. okay, cool. Very, very good. All right, let's give you a recap and then get out of here because we've got to get back in your ears and eyes again tomorrow. All right, uh, he's at Smythe or Smith, regardless, S-M-Y-T-H. <laughs> uh, he's got Clark. He's got Bianchini. He's got Freeman. And he's got Kostyuchenko. And that is it for LFA 177. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with PFL versus Bellator. Sounds better than it is, but we'll be back with it. Uh, <laughs> the the show will be, uh, our show will be good regardless. Uh, we're going to be, um, in the meantime, we'll be hanging out in the Discord. Even while we're recording, we're hanging out in the Discord. at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Discord. MMA, uh, no, SGPN MMA is the uh, Twitter X handle. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer there and on Instagram. Check out my Substack. Enter my UFC Pick'em Contest I run every week at moneymma.substack.com. Listen to Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast. Should drop in the next couple of days. We'll say, do you know who's on it this week or is it still up in the air? No, we got uh, three fighters who are fighting this weekend at UFC Mexico City. A lot of Mexican flair on this week's uh, Top Turtle MMA. We got Daniel Zellhuber from Mexico. We've got Manuel Torres also from Mexico. And then we got uh, Ronaldo Rodriguez from Mexico. Very, very nice. So listen to Top Turtle and check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. We'll let you take us out of here, Gumby. All right, I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Omega Batman Jeff Fox. And we <laughs> will see you on Tuesday. <laughs>